Podcast Answer Man, episode number 402. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Hyatt from This Is Your Life and MichaelHyatt.com. You're listening to the man who has trained more people to podcast than anyone else on the planet. My friend Cliff Ravenscraft, he is the podcast answer man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to helping you take your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It does not matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world we live in or if you've been creating content online for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. And well, my friends, there's a lot of buzz going on right about now, uh, especially this week, talking about whether or not the Apple Watch is something that could take your life to the next level. Or is this something that you should have FOMO about? If you don't know what FOMO is, that stands for fear of missing out. Is there Are there a couple of you out there that are desperately waiting a couple weeks to get your Apple Watch? Are there some of you who were not able to get one and it might be a couple months? And are there some of you who have decided ahead of time that this thing is ridiculous, I'll never need one of those things and it's too expensive and you've got all kinds of other uh, fun and exciting ways to express your disdain for the Apple Watch? Whatever camp you find yourself into, here's the deal. I'm going to share with you in this episode my full review of the Apple Watch. I have one on my wrist and I'm gonna tell you all about it in this episode and it is a very thorough review. I know that a lot of you who maybe don't even ever listen to Podcast Answer Man, you saw on social media that I was giving my full review of the Apple Watch and that's why you're here right now listening to this. And before I get into it, let me just say this. Podcast Answer Man is not just about podcasting. And in fact, it is if you have a small business, if you have a brand online, if you have a message that you're trying to get out into the world, if you're trying to build relationships that are uh, meaningful and and you're trying to connect with other people online and, and have solid relationships, this podcast covers all of that and it's not just about podcasting. So just want to throw that in there for you. But uh, with that, let's jump right into that Apple Watch review that I know so many of you are eager to hear about. Now, the first thing I have to tell you is I have to give a special shout out and a special thank you to my wife, Stephanie Ravenscraft. Guys, I have the most awesome wife in the world. So let me explain to you what happened. Back when the Apple Watch uh, first went on sale for pre-orders. I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning, actually a little bit before 3 o'clock in the morning, and as soon as 3 o'clock hit, I opened up the Apple uh, Apple Store app and went in there and purchased and pre-ordered my um, Stephanie's Apple Watch and my Apple Watch. Now, I ordered hers first, and I had to go in, and, and for whatever reason, I had to update the billing address. So that actually cost me a little bit of time on, on the ordering. But thankfully, when I got into Stephanie's watch, which by the way, I ordered her a 38 millimeter 
Apple Sport Watch, the silver one, uh, with uh, the white sport band. That's the one that she wanted. So I ordered that, and by the time I finally got back in and fixed all the the shipping address or whatever billing address that was wrong, I finally got in there and I submitted it. And yes, you know it says April twenty fourth through something delivery. Of course, it showed up on April twenty fourth. Uh, I've had it since this past Friday. So then, after I got her confirmation, I then went in and uh, ordered my watch immediately after that. Just jumped right in. Uh, I knew that I wanted the the black the app the Apple Watch Sport. I wanted the space gray, which is black, really, it, with the black band. That's that's the watch that I wanted. So I went in and I ordered that, and lo and behold, um, I, I I pressed the thing and it says you know May something to May something. I'm like what? So mine's not going to come in for a couple of weeks. Well. Uh, when Apple sent me the email saying that, hey, just want to let you know your your item has been shipped. It should be there on April 24th, no later than 3 p.m. I went to Stephanie and asked her, begged her. I said, Stephanie, would, what would you think if I, I asked you if I could use your Apple Watch until mine came in? And of course, you know, she gave me a big hard time about it. But she was she she was just doing that because she had something to give me a hard time about. But uh, she was very gracious and says that's no problem at all. It's like you know I I'm I'm looking forward to it uh, for the fitness aspects. But you know I understand it, it it's fine. So she she is uh, graciously allowed me uh, to use her Apple Watch until mine comes in, and I'm so glad she has. Oh my gosh, I love Stephanie's watch. In fact. Let me just say something. Um, I am. I've got it on here right now. The 38 millimeter watch. First of all, perfect size for my wrist. I mean, it it looks good on my wrist. Uh, in fact, if you go to podcastanswerman.com/slash-four-zero-two, there's some artwork that at the very top of the post. That's a picture of her watch on my wrist, and it and it's just the right proportion, right size. I like the uh, the aluminum silver model. Uh, and I, I actually love her white band. I, I am in love with her watch. In fact, so much so that uh, I'm a little anxious about this. I, I, I love the 38 millimeter. I love, I love the exact watch that's on my hand. I am in love with this piece of technology. It is everything that I, I would want for an Apple Watch. And here's the deal. I'm not sure that I'm going to like the black on black as much. And I'm not even sure if I'm going to like the 42 millimeters. So let me explain to you before I go into my full review and tell you what I'm actually doing. It is right now as I'm recording this very minute, it's Wednesday, April 29th. It is 2.24 p.m. In one hour from now, I'm leaving to go to the Kenwood store. I scheduled an Apple Watch try-on appointment. And I'm going to go there and I'm going to try on an Apple Watch 42 millimeter watch sport uh, 42 millimeter space gray, the, the, basically the watch that's going to be here in about another week or two, right? Or probably another two weeks. And I, you know, maybe I, maybe I, I get there and I put it on and I'm like, oh, that, that's perfect. Actually, I, I love the bigger screen and I actually do like the, the, the black on black. And, and yes, I'm really excited about it. And if that's the case, then everything's fine. I'm just going to keep you know, when mine comes in, I will, you know, wipe this, this watch here and hand it to Stephanie and, um, and, and then I'll, I'll have my watch, right? 
So, so that'll be great. But there, I, I'm really thinking, I'm wondering how I'm going to like it. So if, if I get there and I don't like it, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to, at, at the store, I'm going to order another 38 millimeter uh, Apple Watch Sport Edition with white band. And I know that I won't get it until June. And I've already talked to Stephanie, and she says that's fine. If you want, if you want to keep it until June, that's fine. And it's, it's not like I'm dying without it. Uh, but it, you know, and I, in fact, I think she wants to let me uh, do that because it, it gives her something to hold over my head. I mean, it's it you know just fun stuff between husband and wife. It's something she has the ability to give me a hard time about. It. Every time I say, you know, I love my watch, and she goes, "Whose watch is it? That's not your watch." You know, so she, you know what I'm saying. It, it's it's a lot of fun. So, but anyway, I'm thinking, you know, I'm so in love with this 38 millimeter watch that, and and the silver aluminum and the white band that I, I think I want one for myself, uh, but I'll, I'll know later. Now, that that's just the aesthetics, so I am in love with the aesthetics of everything that I just told you about, but I do want to say, again, thank you to Stephanie uh, for allowing me to do this so that I can give you this full breakdown review of everything I love about the Apple Watch and some of the things that I'm not so crazy about, but but actually being that this is a, a first generation device, wow, am I impressed. And, and I'll share why I'm impressed and why you might not be impressed. Okay, so the first thing I wanna talk about is the heart rate monitor. For me, this is the single greatest um, selling point of the Apple Watch. To give you some perspective here, I have, actually it's not right in front of me, but in my workout bag, I have a Mio Alpha heart rate, yeah, easy for me to say, a Mio Alpha heart rate monitor watch. And it's basically just a heart rate monitor. It has the same sensors, same kind of sensors that the Apple Watch has in the back with the green LED or whatever it does to, to measure your heart rate from your wrist. And I've been using that for several months because I've been doing working out uh, my workouts every single day, six days a week. I've told you guys a couple weeks back that uh, I, I'm doing that for the rest of my life and and have been uh, heart rate focused training. So I do a lot of aerobic exercise and I want to make sure that I'm getting my heart rate up into the right, uh, you know, right zones for me. And and so I spent, I think, $200 for this Mio Alpha. And all it does is tell you your heart rate on your wrist from your wrist. It doesn't need a chest strap. But it also has Bluetooth that sends that heart rate information in real time to your phone. So you if you have apps, you can actually use apps that are tracking and recording your heart rate information, which is cool. Uh, and when you are using the heart rate monitor on the Mio Alpha, it doesn't tell you the time. It only shows you the heart rate. So if you want to actually see the time, you have to actually turn off the heart rate monitor for it to go back to a timepiece. And I actually have the first edition of the Mio Alpha, which doesn't have a backlight, which means it's a useless watch during the evening. But with all that being said, I was very happy with my heart rate monitor from Mio Alpha and uh, the Mio Alpha, and it was two hundred dollars. So the heart, so basically, the Apple Watch is only hundred fifty dollars more than the Mio Alpha, and it does so much more. So if when you're thinking about how I feel about the Apple Watch, understand that I'm the type of person who spent $200 on a band that is big and clunky, and all it does is tell you your heart rate and nothing more. That's it, no step counting, no calorie count, nothing. Heart rate monitor only, I spent $200 
on it. And it was that important to me to have that device so that I could accurately tell what my heart rate was while I'm doing my six day a week workouts. So again, understand that's my mindset, that's my perspective, that's where I'm coming from when I'm looking at the Apple Watch and saying that the heart rate monitor functionality of the Apple Watch is my number one, um, is, is the number one thing that I look at. Now, I will tell you that the heart rate monitor functionality of the Apple Watch is exactly the same uh, as far as accuracy when it as it compares to my Mio Alpha, which by the way, I when I got the Mio Alpha, I put it through the tests and I have I can tell you that I've put the Apple Watch to the test and I actually had the Mio Alpha on my right wrist and the Apple Watch on my left wrist and they read the exact identical numbers all the time. It, I mean, they are always in sync with one another and so they are getting those numbers and I did independently, I have... Uh, tested the Mio against the chest strap uh, heart rate monitor and also the Apple Watch against the chest strap heart rate monitor. And I would say almost always it's about, it's right at the same and it's oftentimes can be maybe one to two heartbeats per minute off. Now, some people might get a little freaky about that. I can, I can handle one to two. Every now and then I have seen it bump up to be about three heartbeats per minute difference. But I really think it's 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 just by seconds, and it, and it kind of lines up with anywhere between being spot on, same with the chest uh, strap, and within one to two heartbeats of a chest strap. Now, both the Mio Alpha and the Apple Watch occasionally may, a, as you're doing a workout, it may drop. Like I'm, let's just say my heart rate's up about 130 beats per minute. I'm doing heavy lift, weightlifting, strength training at the gym and I look at my watch and maybe one out of every three workouts, I'll look down and just for a minute or so, it, it'll say my heart rate's 60 beats per minute. And I'm like, I know my heart rate's not 60 beats per minute. And then, you know, I'll just go on with my next, you know, set of whatever weights that I'm doing and I look back and it bounces right back to a real number. That happened on the Mio Alpha as well. It doesn't happen very often. I would say that it happens maybe 2% of the time, and it really doesn't affect your overall average heartbeat per minute uh, very much at all. So it, it, that that is a, a negligible thing, and for me to not have to wear a chest strap heart rate monitor to find out what my heart rate is, I was very happy with the Mio Alpha, and I'm very happy to report that the uh, the heart rate functionality reading is exactly as accurate as the Mio Alpha was. That was huge for me, and I was a little concerned about that, but I, all my concerns have completely melted away. I will tell you that the chest strap or the 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 wristband for the watch, uh, I normally keep it on you know a certain length, and there's just a little bit of play in the watch. But when I actually work out, and I'm going to do heart rate monitoring with the Apple Watch, I just pull it up and I tightened it by one more spot, one more notch on the wristband on the watch so that it is snug up against my arm and it's not going to to shake, you know, it at all. So it, it, I, when I use it as a watch, I like to be just a little bit of play with my skin and when I'm using it as the heart rate monitor, I want it snug. So I do want to let you know that I do that personally there's a good chance, though, that even if I left it as I n- normally wear it as a watch, it, it's probably going to still be fine on the heart rate monitoring. But 
I personally snug it up anyway, so I, I couldn't tell you for sure. But if you're concerned about having a great heart rate monitor, the Apple Watch is absolutely awesome it, when it comes to monitoring your heart rate. Now, I will tell you that the Mio Alpha had Bluetooth that sent the heart, the heart rate information from the watch into apps on my phone. So I could use Map My Fitness and say I'm going out for a walk or I'm going out for a bike ride. And while that app is recording all of my information as far as distance and miles per hour and all this other stuff, it's it, the, that app could also record and track my heart rate from the Mio Alpha. And when I'm done, I can go back and I can see how many minutes I was in this zone and how many minutes I was in that zone. And I like that functionality. Right now, I cannot find a way for iOS applications to obtain this heart rate information and read it from the Apple Watch and, and, and actually record that into Map My Fitness. I'm thinking that functionality has to be possible and that it probably will be opened up into the future, but that's okay for me personally. Now, that's, that's a deal breaker for you if you have an app that you're doing personally I I would be okay just knowing what my heart rate is I don't I love that I was able to track that with the Mio Alpha in the map my fitness uh, but if I if if the map my fitness software wasn't there and I'm on the elliptical or I'm out for a run or if I'm swimming or whatever the case may be I don't care if that's actually getting recorded I just want to know that is the activity that I'm doing now is it is it got me does it have me in zone three zone four or zone five? That's what I need to know, and I just need to know. And and here's the thing: I, I do wish the watch would actually tell me when it's telling me the heart rate. I, I wish it would know what my heart rate zone is, and it would it could actually say, you know, maybe you know it's zone, and then it could say, you know, one, two, you know, actually it'd be two, three, or four, or five. Uh, but I happen to know what my numbers are. I know that if I, you know, given my age and and all my maximum heart rate stuff, I know that if I'm 125 beats per minute or more. I've, I'm in zone three or if, in, until I get to 143 beats per minute, then I hit zone four. And then if I'm at hit 161 beats per minute, uh, then I'm in zone five. So I know those numbers just off the top of my head because I, I do heart rate monitor exercise so much. So the fact that my watch does tell me what my heart rate is while I'm working out, which I'm going to tell you about a little bit more, I am so satisfied and I'm I'm very happy with the workout app on the watch and the activity app on the watch. And I'm going to talk about each of those independently right now. First, the workout app app. This is the app that's on the watch that is designed to record your workout activity. Now, for each workout, you can actually set a goal for that workout. And here are some of the options that you can set you can set a goal that says I want to burn at least so many calories so I can say you know what I'm not going to stop this workout until I burn 500 calories and you can dial 500 500 in there and then what it'll do is it'll actually show you a progress ring of how close you are to achieving that goal and when you get halfway you know at 250 calories it'll say you're halfway there and when, and when you get your hit your goal it'll tell you you've you've completed your goal and then you can end the workout uh, that's one option. There's obviously there's the option to set a time, and oftentimes when I get on the elliptical, I'll use the time uh, option, which is 45 minutes. I get on the elliptical, I set it for 45 minutes, and then boom, it'll it'll tell me uh, when my 45 minutes is up. And of course, again, I get that little progress meter that tells me that uh, that's gone. That, you know where I'm at in that process. 
Um, that So that's amount of time is another goal. Distance, if you're doing outdoor workouts, such as biking or running. Uh, so if it, you can actually say, I wanna, I'm going to keep going until I hit, you know, four miles or, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, so, and then of course there is another option and it's, and it says open, which is really no goal at all. You're just tracking. So you basically you just leave it open and say, you know what, just start recording, uh, when I, when I tell you to start and when I, I'll end it when I end it. And I did, I didn't have a specific goal in mind. I just wanted to actually track this exercise. So that's another option for you. All right. Now, as far as the type of workouts that the watch is designed to, uh, to record, I love that it records elliptical workouts. This is this is my favorite cardio. I have an elliptical that is commercial grade that we put in our home. We built when I built our home, I I literally built a workout room in our home. It, it it is a it's a gym inside of our home, and the elliptical I have actually cost more than some people pay for their car. I think it was like eight thousand dollars. But it's a it's a pre-core elliptical, uh, same kind you would see at like the YMCA or, or professional gym. Actually, it's better than the one, uh, better than all of the ellipticals that we have at LA Fitness, uh, at least the two locations that I typically run to here. So I have a very awesome elliptical, and I love that this records the elliptical workouts. It'll also record an indoor indoor walk workout, an outdoor walk, uh, indoor run, outdoor run, indoor cycle, outdoor cycle. It'll also do the row machine and also stair stepper. Now, the difference between the indoor and the outdoor on the, the those ones that have indoor and outdoor is whether or not it's actually going to try to read the GPS signal from your phone to measure distance. So I love that there's the indoor walk uh, so that it can get on a treadmill and it's not trying to read GPS or anything like that. It's, it's just going to try to calculate calorie burn based upon all the other factors that it has, such as heart rate and and uh, all that good, and, and amount of time and all that stuff. Um, then there is an option that if you're not doing any of those, then you can actually choose other workout. And the other workout basically uh, will monitor your heart rate, it will monitor your time, and it will give you, for, whatever, for however long you have that other workout running, it's basically going to measure the same amount of calories as if you were doing a brisk walk. So whatever, maybe you're playing basketball, maybe you're playing racquetball, um, you know, just other things that, that whatever you're doing, if it's not one of the listed workout options, just choose other workout and at least it'll record that. You you know, in playing racquetball, it depends. You know, there's sometimes I play a casual game of racquetball with my son. There's sometimes when I play a very high intensity uh, game of racquetball with a friend like my friend Stuart Crane or Ken Davis. And in those cases, I would probably uh, in in the situation when I'm going to do a a, a workout. Uh, I'm sorry, a racquetball game with somebody who's really intense, I would probably just tell it to record it as an elliptical because I know my heart rate's gonna be the same as what it would be as if I was on the elliptical. Whereas if I'm playing a game of racquetball with my son, um, it's a little bit more laid back, uh, slower paced, and so having other workout and having it be the same as about, a, you know, almost the same as an indoor brisk walk. All right, so there you go. That's the workout options. Now, while doing a workout, here are some of the things that I love. So when you're in the when you're actually doing a workout and you're and the app is recording your workout, 
First of all, I love that the the watch stays in app in the workout app mode. So it doesn't actually go back to the time or it doesn't you don't you don't have to actually try to keep opening the workout app to see where you're at. It it's in workout app mode. Now remember I told you the Mio Alpha when it's recording my heart rate and telling me my heart rate, I can't see what time it is. Well, I love that it actually still has when it's in the workout app and let's just say I'm recording in an elliptical workout, right? So it's it's going to show me the my heart rate at all times in you know continuous as I'm working out. Uh, it shows me in real time what my heart rate is, but I can still see at the top right hand corner. I still see um, it, what time it is, and if I want, I can double tap or I think I just tap on the time in the upper right corner, and it actually switches over and, and it will show me the elapsed time, how long I've been doing this exercise, and then I can tap it one more time, and it takes me back to just showing me the time there. But at all times, it's showing me my heart rate. If I want it to show me the heart rate, if I want, I can actually have it always show me my calorie burner, always show me my distance. I always train for heart rate, so I, I love that I can keep it on heart rate and showing me that all the time. Also, um, remember I told you about the goal. Uh, if I set it for 45 minutes, there's this little circle that's in there that tells me, you know, as I'm getting closer to filling up that 45 minutes, let's, uh, it, it will actually start completing the circle. So at 45 minutes, this circle's complete. And it's real awesome for me to be able to not only see my heart rate, but I can look and I can quickly see how much of that circle is filled. And it just give me, gives me a visual representation of how much longer I have to go in this workout to meet the goal that I've set for myself. I love that. Um, so let's see here. Uh, okay, so basically when you get about halfway through your goal, your, your uh, watch will tap you and tell you you're halfway through. When you finished and completed your goal, it'll tell you that. And then you do a force touch, which is basically pressing down real hard on the on the screen. And it gives you the option to pause or end your workout. And by the way, there have been times when I needed to pause a workout. And I love that I can resume. And it, do, you know, it doesn't mess up the amount of time or anything like that. But um, once I hit end, it gives me an, like an overview of how many calories I burned, what my average heart rate was, all that stuff. And then I have the option, I could discard that workout if I want, or I can hit save, and it will save that workout to my activity app on my phone. All right, so I love all of those things. Now, I do have a note about needing the phone. Now, obviously, you've probably heard a lot about uh, people say, well, you know, I hate that you have to always have your phone with you. Well, when it comes to workouts, the only time you ever need your phone to do a workout recording is if you're doing an outdoor activity that requires GPS to measure distance. So your outdoor walk, your outdoor bike, or your outdoor um, uh, run. Uh, so if you're doing any of those, if you want to be able to measure the distance, then yes, you absolutely need your phone with you. Uh, in your pocket or on an arm strap or something like that so that it can actually use the GPS. I would imagine that in the future, the Apple Watch will have a GPS built into it. And I think that will be pretty cool uh, once they you know, improve the battery technology, which by the way, I'm gonna tell you about the battery life as, in a little bit as well. But anyway, um, so for me though, if you are, uh, for like for, I go in for these strength training sessions, right? And my strength training sessions, believe it or not, my heart rate during my strength training sessions, because I have a trainer that pushes me real hard, my heart rate is oftentimes as high or sometimes higher during my strength training.
training slash weightlifting sessions as it is when I'm on the elliptical. And uh, so I actually am, when I do a strength training session, I actually tell it that I'm doing an elliptical rather than other workout because I want it to actually give me that, to measure a higher burn because it really is this, it is a cardio activity for me when I'm doing these workouts with my strength training uh, personal trainer. But anyway, um, any so, but when I'm doing those things at the gym, I leave my phone in the locker uh, because I don't need it there. And and the watch actually, ha- it's a standalone app. It works independently on there to, to do the workout recording. And then when you come back close to your phone and it's paired up, it will sync back that workout information to your phone and then put it into the activity app for you to review at uh, any point in the future. So, yeah, so you don't always have to have your watch with you to record a workout. Um, The one thing that I could do, by the way, with the Mio Alpha that I can't do or that I shouldn't do with the Apple Watch is swim. Now, I have seen people, by the way, uh, I've seen, what is that called, Consumer Reports, plus I saw a bunch of independent people do tests, and they've put the Apple Watch in three or four feet of water for 30 minutes and it's perfectly fine. I'm not going to press it because they haven't said that this is waterproof. They just call it water resistant. I'm happy to know that it's water resistant. I don't have to worry about if it's raining outside, my wrist gets wet. That's not going to hurt it. It's not going to hurt it even if I go into the shower with it and I forgot to take it off. I won't, but if it happens, I know that's not going to hurt it. And there's, there's a good chance from what I'm seeing online that I could take it for a swim and it would be okay, but I'm not going to take that chance. So there's that. So that if, for that reason, I'm actually going to keep my Mio Alpha, and I'm going to use that for when I'm doing my swim training for my triathlon that's coming up next month. All right, so let's see here. We talked about that. So now we're going to talk the workout app. Now we're going to talk about the activity app. Now there's an activity app that's on your phone, and there's also an activity app on your iPhone. The activity app on your iPhone, by the way, is just uh, a kind of an archive of the data that's been recorded. And, and it's cool. It's, it's got a nice visual representation. But let me talk about the activity app on the watch itself. First of all, it's designed to track three daily goals. All right. And they, these goals are represented in circles. And if you've been, looked at the watch at, Apple Watch at all, you're, you're quite familiar with this. But anyway, there is the move goal the exercise goal, and the and the stand goal. Now, the move goal, it could be just called the calories burned goal, the calories goal. The, the move goal is basically focused on how many active calories you burn. Now, many of you may know that even if you were completely sedentary and you just laid on a couch all day, you're actually burning calories, all right? There is energy required for your heart to beat, to, to circulate blood through the body and all this other stuff. But what the, the watch is trying to do is it's actually trying to get an, ac- an accurate guess on how many active calories you're burning. But this is calories you're burning by doing something more than just being sedentary. So the app starts by giving you a goal for a certain number of calories to burn in active calories. Basically, calories burned while doing some sort of activity. doesn't have to be an ex- exercise, by the way, uh, but it, it, but just doing something active like walking or, or walking up and down the steps or whatever the case may be. Uh, and you, the cool thing is, is you can actually change what that goal is for your daily goal. Mine is currently set for 500. 
that's you know it's pretty easy for me to hit that i i go way over that actually but um th- you know the active calorie burn or the the move goal is not really a big problem for me because <laughs> i'm moving a lot uh so that that's one of them and at the end of the day once you hit your your goal the circle is complete and sometimes if you go over it it actually shows an overlap of the circle keeping you know continuing to to lap you know become a coil if you will then the next one is the exercise goal the exercise goal is set by default to a goal of 30 minutes of exercise each day now for you to be able to now one of the things i've noticed is i can't find a way to change this personally my goal is to work out 45 minutes a day every day six days a week for the rest of my life and in fact, I've actually started working out the seventh day of the week. I just don't do high intensity. It's it's usually just a, uh, I'll, I'll, I just want to actually do a seventh, I want to work out every day. And uh, my seventh day is usually just, you know, a walk or something, something really light. But anyway, so I, I wish I could change it to 45 minutes. But for whatever reason, it's 30 minutes. And of course, um, when you hit your 30 minutes of exercise for the day, it will fill that up. Now, I can tell you a couple things here. Uh, first, if you 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 can achieve this goal by logging your exercise using the workout app on the watch. And so it's guaranteed if you start a workout on the workout app uh, and you go for 30 minutes uh, or a combination, you could do two 15-minute workouts on the workout app and you're guaranteed to complete that ring because it is actually going to measure that as exercise. All right. Now, I do believe that the exercise ring or the exercise goal can be complete even if you don't use the workout app to log an exercise. Uh, I've noticed that it does start to fill in if your watch actually determines that you are doing an activity that's the equivalent of a brisk walk or more. Even if you didn't log that activity in the workout app. I noticed this a couple times where I, I've noticed a few random exercise minutes that show up in the exercise goal that I did not log as workouts, but they were just part of normal daily activity. So, for example, I may have actually gone for a, I may have walked around the mall or something like that for you know 30 minutes, and all of a sudden, you know, I was walking fast enough that the watch actually considered those 30 minutes of you know exercise. And so, I, I I'm not completely certain, but I'm pretty sure that you could get your exercise goal ring uh, filled if you're moving a lot, even if you're actually not using the workout app to log specific exercises. Does that make sense? Anyway, I think it does. All right, and then there's the stand goal. And oh my gosh, I love the stand goal. The function of the stand goal is to keep you from sitting down for hours and hours at a time without getting up and moving your body. You know, the goal, by the way, the goal is set to get up and walk around for at least one minute out of each hour of the day for a minimum of 12 hours in the day, all right? So 12, 12 one-hour periods of time, For if you want to complete this circle, each of those 12 hours, you have to stand up for at least one minute. And I'll tell you what, it, it, this thing is motivating. I do sit in front of my computer a lot. Thankfully, I'm a very active person. I've had an active lifestyle since November 14th of last year, and I, I've maintained that. But even still, it, you know, I realize that there are times when I could easily sit here for three hours without s- standing up, and that's not healthy. And, and this watch has 
changed and modified my behavior because at 50 minutes past the hour, if it thinks that if it if it's noticed that you have not stood up in the past hour, you know, within this hour period of time. So if it's three o'clock, uh it, you know, three o'clock's the new hour, and then all of a sudden at 3:50, if it hasn't seen that you've stood up yet, at 3:50 it says, Hey, it's time to stand. It, you get this little knock on your wrist. Hey, it's time to stand. And then you get up and you stand and you walk around for a minute, and then it's like, okay, you get it. Thank, you did it. Thanks so much. And and you get that little point towards your 12 points or towards your 12 hours of the day to, to meet that goal. And I love that. Now, I will tell you, and, and some of you, I think you're going to be thankful that I told you this, but I thought there was like maybe there's some glitches in it because there are a couple times where, you know, I I sit down at my desk. Let's just say it's 328. Well, for the last 28 minutes, I've been walking around the house. I've been doing this and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, it's 3.50 and the watch tells me, you haven't moved. It's time to stand up and move around. I'm like, wait a second. For the first 28 minutes of this hour, I was walking around. I just sat down a little bit ago. And then I would get up and I would walk around and I'm looking at the watch. And next thing you know, um, it, it, it's now four. You know, it's, it's, it's hit the four o'clock hour. And all of a sudden, it didn't give me the point. What's going on? Well, I have the answer to this problem. What happened is that my arm was held up. I was looking at the watch that whole 28 minutes because the watch is brand new and playing around and all this stuff. The whole 28 minutes, my arm is held up to uh, in front of me. So it's actually in the same position as if I was sitting down. And when I got up, stood up to walk around the room, I'm walking, looking at the watch checking to see what time it is and, and other stuff. And so the watch, you know, it basically the watch for to to calculate your one minute, you have to be standing and, you know, standing, but put your put your arm down to your side where your hand is pointing to the ground, kind of, you know, and, and just keep it, you know, to your side for about a minute and then it, you'll get the job well done and you'll get your point for that hour. So, I solved that one. It was a little frustrating the first two days. I couldn't figure out why some of these hours I wasn't getting my point for that circle. And just to hear, just hear my voice. That's how motivating this thing is. I wanna, I wanna achieve those goals. And I will tell you, the activity app is absolutely, I love it uh, for those three things. All right. Um, by the way, on the activity app, on the watch, if you click on the thing where it shows you all your rings, there are a couple different screens. The one that actually shows you the big display that fills up your entire screen of the three rings, that's actually called the activity screen. And if you scroll down on that screen, that's where you can actually go to see uh, the total calorie burn for the day. Actually, it's total active calorie burn for the day. It also tells you your total steps for the day and your total distance in miles for the day. Or, or I guess it could be kilometers if some of you are outside the United States. But anyway, uh, th- so I was wondering, is could this thing tell me how many steps that I've done e- each day? Well, it can. Now, the thing is, though, it's not going to tell you the steps in real time. So as you're walking, you're not going to see those numbers go up. I think it's every 60 seconds it updates that. And I'm pretty sure that that's simply nothing more than just battery-saving functionality. But it does tell you your your steps. One other thing I can tell you, is that um, syncing between the workout app and the onboard on watch activity app to the 
syncing that information to the iPhone's activity app, number one, there's no way for me right now that I can tell to see when the last time it synced between the to pull all the data out of the watch and and put it into the the activity app on the phone, um, and there's no way for me that I can find to force it to refresh that information from the watch. And I have noticed there have been a couple times where I finish a workout and I go into the app and it's not there yet. And I'm like, I'm trying to find ways. I'm trying to open up different apps and change things on the watch and, and stuff like that, see if I can force it to sync. And sometimes it does. And sometimes it just, you know what? You have to be a little bit patient, I think. And I, I, I hope Apple will add a force sync. You know, click here to sync your watch to your activity app on the phone now. That would be awesome. But if not, just be patient. Give it about five, 10 minutes and it should be there. All right, and that's what I found, and I've just kind of let it go with that. So yeah, now I wanna talk about texting on the watch. First of all, I do love getting text notifications on my watch. Matter of fact, that's the only notifications I really get on my phone, that and calendar reminders. All my other notifications on my phone are turned off, and um, I do love the fact that now when I get a text message, I do not have to pull out my phone to see who it is, or what it's about. I love that I can just glance at my watch and then go back to what I'm doing. In fact, check this out. Because of my Apple Watch, or Stephanie's Apple Watch, uh, as she would tell you, uh, because of the Apple Watch, my, the other day, I went through an entire day. Let's just say I, I probably got up around six o'clock in the morning. I went to bed about 10 o'clock at night, and I went to bed, and my phone's battery was still at 83%. 83%. That's how much it, and by the way, normally my phone would be about 40%, 30%, uh, somewhere around there. So I am definitely using my phone less, a lot less as a result of having my watch. And, I, and, and I'm less distracted through the day. It's guaranteed, hands down, I am less distracted throughout the day and I have my phone in my hands less guaranteed as a result of the Apple Watch. Your mileage may vary, but um, as I said, you know, it, 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 I would open it up for a text message and then I would see a badge that had another thing and I would check that out and then I'm checking Facebook, I'm checking Twitter. None of that's happening on the watch. I do not have Twitter on my watch, you can. I do not have Facebook on my watch, you can. I do not have mail on my watch. You can. <laughs> I don't have any of that stuff. And and now I, my text message comes in and it's boom. I can, and by the way, I can reply to the text message. I love their quick responses like, okay, talk to you later, thank you. I love those. And dictation works extremely well. When you click the little microphone button to reply and you just start speaking and then it gives you the option to send that as an audio recording to them or to send it as the transcribed message that you just dictated. And either one of those options works wonderfully and if you want, you can go into the settings and tell it which one to take by default. So texting on the watch is awesome, all right? By the way, I have noticed that I have texted, you know, initiated a response using the voice dictation on my watch while driving two different times and I realized that I did that, and I'm hoping that's only because it was brand new, and I 
I, I used to text and drive. I do not text and drive anymore, and I need to make sure that that I'm keeping myself from doing that on the watch. Unfortunately, it is so easy, but I I, I did recognize that about myself. I want to talk to you about phone calls on the watch. This is so crazy. I thought it was so insane that they would have this even as a possibility. Um, my daughter, I was in the car. My 15-year-old daughter had a cow when she, that is so stupid. Oh my gosh, that's the stupidest thing in the world. No, it's actually pretty cool. You can say it's stupid. You can laugh at me all you want. I don't care. I will tell you, I love phone calls from my watch. It's just like using speakerphone on my phone, only I don't have to take my phone out of my pocket. I've been in the car several times, and by the way, you have to be in a relatively quiet space uh, for you to be able to have a a decent conversation uh, using just the watch. The watch has a speaker, the watch has a microphone, and it is its own telephone. It's using the the telephone functionality of your phone, but it, it but it is it's it's basically a speaker. Your watch is a speakerphone for your phone, a remote wireless speakerphone for your phone. I love it. And um, but even in my car driving down the road with the air conditioner on, it's very easy for me to ha- to to see that a call's coming in. To tap one button on my wrist, and literally I hear the person on the other line just fine, and I talk, and they hear me just fine. And for two or three or five minute conversations, it works perfect. And it actually doesn't even drain your battery all that much. In fact, I've had several multi-minute conversations from my wrist on my phone or on my watch. And it is awesome. I've even used the watch to place a couple calls that just were real quick. Didn't have to take my phone uh, out of my pocket. And I didn't even have, all I had to, I could just press uh, the little uh, crown on the side and say, call Stephanie, and then call Stephanie, and it, I love the phone calls from the watch. I know that my daughter, my 15-year-old daughter thinks it's stupid. I don't care. I love it. In fact, another thing that I found interesting, uh, I was either playing music or a podcast through Bluetooth to my car, and actually a call came in, and I answered it on the watch, and the music was still playing from my phone into the Bluetooth in the car, so it didn't it didn't disturb the music. So wow, I, I love phone calls on the watch. All right, I also I love that the watch has its own alarm app built into the watch, and the alarms on your watch are independent from your phone. So actually, I can set up alarms that just will go off on my watch, and I don't have to have my phone with me. Uh, so, and and I and also I can actually just hold in the digital crown, or I can say, "Hey, yeah, I, I won't say it because I don't want all your watches to go off." But anyway, um, I can press the digital crown and hold it, and and Siri will open up, and I can say, uh, "Set an alarm for 5 p.m. to go to the store," and it literally it it it. it it actually the the label of the alarm is go to store and it's set for five o'clock and I yes I love alarms on I, I I'm actually using alarms more often on my watch than I ever used on my phone typically on the phone I would only really use it for in the morning uh, to wake me up uh, but now I'm using alarms to remind me of of just little things it's like hey I need to head out of here my, my alarm on my watch just went off. Uh, and and I used to rely on calendar alerts to do that, uh, and sometimes I do both now. 
Um, let me just quickly tell you about battery life. Battery life on the iPhone or on the Apple Watch um, Sport here is, especially on the 38 millimeter, I can tell you about. I would imagine the 42 might even be slightly better. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I'm very satisfied with the battery life on the watch. Now, here's the thing. I can tell you it easily lasts all day. Now, even the first two days that I had this watch, I basically had the watch in operation the entire day. I mean, from the time you know I woke up until the time I went to bed, I am using this watch. I'm installing apps, taking some apps back off because I didn't like their integration you know, just swapping things around, checking settings, doing this, doing that, trying everything. And after a one full day from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., I still had 20% of battery life left over. So absolutely loved it. Um, also, now that I've had the watch for a few days, like for example, today and yesterday, very normal usage. Like right now, it is uh, three o'clock in the afternoon and I'm still, I've still got 66%. Uh, and in fact, yesterday I went from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. and I still had, I think, 35% battery life. And that was a full day of pretty heavy usage, but typical usage. Uh, and, and by the way, these are even with phone calls and texts and, and all that other stuff and voicemails being played. Yes, it, battery life is good. Certainly will last you all day. No problem at all. And yet I expect to, to put it on the charger at night when I go to bed. All right. Also, uh, the Reminders app is on the Apple Watch, and because of this, I actually did recently just switch back over to the Reminders app from Apple. I had I, for my to-do list, and I've used all kinds of different stuff for my to-do list, but I'm back to using the Reminders app. Honestly, I'm not happy with the user or the the graphic user interface of the Reminders app um, on the uh, on the Mac desktop. And I'm not even that crazy about it on the iPhone, but um, you know what? The the fact is, is I can press the digital crown and I can tell my watch, uh, remind me to take out the trash when I get home. And it instantly will just take that and put it right in my inbox. And I know that I check my to-do list several times throughout the day. And when I open up the that, it's gonna say, hey, you have an item in your inbox. And then I can put that in its appropriate folder or do it right away. So I love that, by the way, I used to say, you know, send myself a text message or send myself an email and I would try to send myself reminders that way. But now I just tell my watch, remind me to do this and it puts it right into the inbox of my to-do list manager, which is now uh, the reminders app from Apple. And by the way, my folders are inbox, which the, the goal is inbox zero, right? Nothing should ever be in there except for when I've temporarily put something in there for me to process as soon as I get in front of uh, my reminders app on the phone or on the desktop. And then it gets put in either done immediately or put into one of the following folders, which I have a today folder, which are things that get done today. I have a next folder, which these are the items that are next on the list to be moved to the today folder in the future. Uh, and then I have an eventually folder. And that's these are items that I might eventually do. I don't know, but they're not they're not going to be moved to the today list anytime soon. Uh, and then I I do have other I can create other folders for other to do items uh, that but you know anyway I it, I've moved over I'm using the reminders app on uh, Apple now because of my watch and it is awesome it's it's awesome for the ease of use to get things and be reminded now um, I use Google Calendar for myself. 
Uh, I do not use Apple's calendar. I don't like Apple's calendar. I use the Calendars 5 app. It's, it's actually called Calendars, the number five. That's the app that I use on my iPhone. And it actually has uh, great reminders in the, 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 the notifications that pull up on my watch. I really like. I especially like the fact that it actually has snooze options. Like, so it might remind me of a meeting that I have coming up in 30 minutes. And I can snooze it for five minutes, 10 minutes, or 15 minutes just by a tap of a button on my wrist. And then I know I'm going to be reminded again in, in that amount of time. I, di- I didn't actually even have that functionality, or maybe I did I didn't and didn't know about it. But uh, that it's actually, that's given me even greater functionality of the Calendars 5 app that I didn't uh, benefit from before. So I love that. Um, I love the feature that allows me to ping the iPhone. There's a, a, you know, have you ever done find my iPhone before? Um, you have the ability to, to um, send it and it gives that little sonar sound. Well, anyway, um, now you have to be within range of your phone to do this. But the other night, I actually uh, left my phone at the movie theater because I, I, I was looking at stuff on Facebook and stuff like that before the movie started. And then I set my phone in between my legs for whatever reason instead of in my pocket while I was watching the movie. And I stood up and went to go have dinner with my son. And uh, next thing I know, I don't have my phone with me. And uh, I have my Apple Watch. So what I did is I, I, I went back to the movie theater. And as soon as I got into the movie theater, I hit the little thing to ping my phone. And I heard the sound from the back of the theater. And I, yes, it's here. Uh, I love that. So if you've actually lost your phone and it's within range, so it, that means you're close enough for Bluetooth to connect. Or I think if you're on Wi-Fi, and your watch is within the Wi-Fi range of the fo- the Wi-Fi that your phone is connected to. If you've left, if you can't find your phone, you can ping it from your watch, and I think that's pretty cool. Now, one thing I wish they had is I wish they had a thing to notify me if I actually walk out of the range of my phone with my watch. So if all of a sudden I walk out of my office and I left my phone sitting on my desk and I'm you know driving away from the house as soon as i leave the wi-fi of the house i would love it if it would ping me it's like do you know that you've lost connection with your phone yeah that would be awesome not there yet but maybe in the future by the way i love checking into la fitness from my apple watch i have the the little what do you call it, qr code for my, my check-in uh, i used to have to hold up my phone to them and pull it out of my pocket again yet another time i do not have to pull out my phone I simply pull up the LA Fitness app on my Apple Watch, and it's very easy to do. Now, the thing is, is if you have the auto, you know, the auto flip uh, turned on, which is basically where it automatically turns the watch on with the flip of your wrist, and if you put your arm down, uh, it automatically turns it off. If you have that functionality turned on, and you pull up the little QR code, and then you know, turn your wrist over to give it to them to scan, well, it goes off. So you either have to tap it for them or just say, you know what, just tap it. It'll come on and just scan it. Um, I noticed that Passport uh, does not do that. So like if you have a, I believe if it's the official Passport app on the Apple Watch, it actually will hold the the QR code up there for your boarding pass for your plane. So I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, I, I do love that I can check in at LA Fitness without pulling my phone out now. Um Let's see here. I can tell that I'm going to like the airline apps when I travel. Uh, so I've already talked about checking in, you know, at security and, and on the plane. When you're getting onto the plane, I can. it's right there on my wrist. I don't have to pull up my phone again. 
Um, and also the apps are supposed to be able to tell you how long till you land, how long you've been traveling, how much time is left in the flight that you're on, which is something that I always want to know anyway. So I'm looking forward to that. I haven't used the camera remote that allows you to operate the shutter of your camera, but I could see where that could come in handy for some folks. Maybe it'll even come in handy for me in, at some point in the future. Maybe I want to take a group photo with, with a large group of people and, um, then I, I could actually maybe set the phone up on a on something on the other side of the room, and I actually get a little bit of a preview of what's in the screen, uh, and then I can actually hit net, you know, take it now or hit in three seconds, and I hit that, put my arm down, and and I'm ready to pose just like everyone else. The camera remote for your iPhone is pretty neat, I think. I have not used the maps on the phone, so I don't have not used the on your wrist turn by turn directions. Who knows, maybe I'll get that, use that at some point in the future, I don't know. I don't use uh, email on the watch. I don't even get notifications of any type of uh, on the watch except for the ones I've already told you about. So email is something I only check when I, I only wanna know that there's email. I don't even get the badge on my email thing when I, um, when I open my phone. So email, I could care less. I don't even want it on my, on my watch. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to checking out the City Mapper app and the Transit app. Those are two apps that I have on my phone. When we're in Europe, we're going to be using a lot of uh, public transportation trains and stuff like that. Uh, so I've never used those apps before, but I'm looking forward to figuring them out while we're in Europe. Uh, if you haven't heard about that, my family and I have booked a trip to Europe for two weeks this July and the first two weeks in July. And I'll be talking about that in the next episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life that'll come out this weekend. So uh, more details to come on that if you guys also subscribe to Pursuing a Balanced Life. Uh, let's see here. And then the Hue lights. I have Hue lights uh, throughout the house and also in my workout room. And the workout room's the one place where I, I use the Hue light um, functionality as much, more than anything. So if I'm working out on the elliptical and I want to actually change the settings to where it's a, like a dark blue instead of really bright, um, I just click on my watch. I can change the, the lights in the workout room, which is there. So that's it. That's the Apple Watch. I absolutely love it. I am in love with the Apple Watch. Uh, if it only If it was only a heart rate monitor, that did all the fitness things that I told you about at the at the beginning. That is enough, more than way more than enough to convince me of the value of three hundred and fifty dollars for an Apple Watch when I already paid two hundred dollars for a fitness uh, for a heart rate monitor only device on my wrist uh, that had very limited, actually it, that only told the time but couldn't tell you the time in the dark room. Uh, so absolutely. For me, I love it. I, I, matter of fact, I'm in love with my wife's Apple Watch, and I'm gonna go to the Apple Store now and uh, find out if I'm gonna love my new black one that's 42 millimeters, or if I'm going to there at the Apple Store order uh, another one just like my wife's, and then uh, actually sell mine on eBay for twice the amount that I paid for it. Uh, which is, I think they're going between $800 to $1,000 on eBay right now. And uh, when mine comes in two weeks, I, that's probably what I'll do because I know a lot of people out there don't want to wait until June. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that, that's my review of the Apple Watch, guys. I love it. I know it's not full-on podcast-related, uh, but it is something that is technology, and uh, it's certainly helped me take my life to the next level 
Uh, and, and I absolutely love it. I hope that this information has been helpful to you. For those of you who are thinking about an Apple Watch, for those of you who, are ha- who have one and you're finding out, trying to find out, why didn't it actually calculate that hour of standing? I stood up, by golly. I was up for 28 minutes. Well, put your hand down to your side for one minute and you'll be fine. So uh, I hope this has been helpful to you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, real quickly, before I go, uh, I, I can't pass this opportunity to remind you about my podcasting A to Z online training course. And so I can take a drink of water. I'm going to play this audio clip for you right here. Are you thinking of launching your own podcast and don't know where to start? You could have your own high quality podcast online in just under four weeks. Even if you have absolutely no technical knowledge about how podcasting works. Intrigued? 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 Since 2006, Cliff Ravenscraft, the podcast answer man, has trained thousands of people on how to launch a successful podcast. Cliff has coached top-ranked podcasters such as Pat Flynn, Michael Hyatt, Michael Stelzner, Dan Miller, John Lee Dumas, and the list goes on. Podcasting A to Z is a four-week group training course that leads you step-by-step through the setup of your very own podcast. Not just the technical side, but also the mindset that goes into creating a successful show as well. One thing is At the end of four weeks, you will have experienced one of the best investments you can make in taking your message to the next level. To learn more details about the course, head to podcastinga2z.com. Podcastinga2z.com. That's right, my friends. Podcasting A to Z coming up on May 25th. I hope that you'll consider joining me. Uh, I don't do any one-on-one coaching or consulting these days, but really technically, if you're a student of Podcasting A to Z, and by the way, you can ask any of the over 440 alumni who have already graduated from this course, any of them will tell you that going through this and becoming a student of A to Z is kind of like having me as your own personal coach for four weeks, and not just related to podcasting either. Uh, happy to work with you. Um, it, it's it's the one area where for four weeks I give my students my undying devotion to answering every question they have, make myself available to them like they never dreamed possible. So if you've been thinking about podcasting A to Z, I would love to be your personal coach for four weeks. Please consider signing up. I As of today, I'm recording this Wednesday, April 29th. I've got 13 people already registered for the course. That means I only have 17 spots left, and it's just one month away. Actually, it's under one month away. So again, if you are thinking about signing up, head over to podcastinga-z.com for all the details. Go ahead and click that register now button. If you have any questions beyond what's on that screen, please email me as quick as possible and ask me those questions. I would love to to take away any barrier that might be there that's keeping you from getting your show launched. Or if you have an existing show and you just want the opportunity to work with me as your personal coach for four weeks, uh, I'd, I'd love to help make that happen. So again, look forward to the possibility and potential of working with you. And uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Podcast Answer Man. Until the next time, I hope that you will take everything you're doing to the next level. Podcast! It's a man.